Guys, we all know that while the little ones are home from school, it's not a vacation. No more going out to eat, going to the park, seeing their friends. They really have no concept of what's going on, and it's our job as parents to make sure they know what's important. But listen, we're going to face adversity. We're all locked indoors. So just a quick story about parenting during the quarantine. My three-year-old overheard my wife on the phone canceling her birthday party. She walked somberly into the room and said, Dad, did I do something wrong? My heart sank, guys. I leaned in. I gave her a big hug. And I whispered, Maybe you should start listening better. So that's this week's quarantine parenting tip from Chris in New Jersey. Never miss an opportunity to keep them in line. Stay healthy, everyone. And keep supporting the Opie Radio podcast. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How are you, man? It's so weird. No one ever calls this in the line, ever. Oh, really? You're like the only person who has it in the whole world. I'm not kidding you. Oh, good, man. I got the bat phone. I like that. Yeah, it, it is my bat phone, literally, in my bat cave. No <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to find people that have landlines because, you know, social distancing, can't podcast in front of anyone anymore. And uh, so I'm asking people for their landlines, and now I got yours. Can I tell you something? This yeah. Is gonna be, this is going to go on for a while. You know that, right? Uh, the whole uh, social distancing and this yeah. pandemic? Of course. Yeah. I, I don't know why they're giving false hope on TV. Like, oh, we just got to get to Easter. And then it was like, oh, we got to uh, do this to the end of the month. No. what? I, I was talking to my friend, Dr. Steve, and he basically said, and I'm sure you're going to say the same thing. You know, when they finally could figure out uh, the right cocktails, drug cocktails, to prevent people from dying this, uh, dying from this, then that's the game changer, and then uh, it's over immediately, you know. But until yeah. then, we're we're in it. Yeah. Are we? Are we? Do, are we live? Oh yeah, man. We're live, right? <laughs> yes. This oh, is how sorry. we do I just, it. I just, I just thought you were talking to me, man. <laughs> that's that's like, that's. Bro, bro. I thought this was bro to bro right now. No, that's my talent. Know how many times in the past people will come in, came into the studio and, you know, we'll start talking and they're like, wait, we're on? I'm like, yeah, what do you think, man? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I got to tell you, I agree with Dr. Steve. I think that um, hopefully, hopefully, by the way, there's no guarantee that, that they do find a drug cocktail that is going to work to prevent people from dying from it. The issue is that the virus is killing people in so many different ways. Like, you hear stories of people who are in the hospital to get released, they drop dead 24 hours later. Uh, it's affecting the lungs. 
some people complain about neurological issues. Uh, they lose their sense of taste, yeah. smell. So, uh, some people present only with gastrointestinal problems. They don't even have the other stuff. They have no cough, no fever, but they have GI upset. So we have to figure out, number one, how does this virus behave? Number two, how, do, how are all the different ways it can impact us when we become infectious? And number three, is there a way to stop the virus from replicating inside of our body? Because that's what does it, by the way. The virus replicates over and over and over again, and then just overwhelms our immune system. And so can we prevent the replication from happening? And those are the three important things. Once we get that stuff down, then we're, you know, then we're in, good, in, in good place. But here's the other part. You know, the work on a vaccine, they may work on a vaccine, but it could be like the flu vaccine. With the flu vaccine, by the way, you can still get the flu because the strain that may affect you may be one that's not covered by the vaccine. Of course. So everyone is saying, oh, we got to get a vaccine. Yeah, but let's not go crazy and think that's the end-all, be-all, because if COVID, for example, changes, the reason why the flu is dangerous, the flu strain changes every season, by the way. Right. So, you know, imagine, for example, you have flu, flu strain 1, strain 2, strain 2, 2.5, 2.6. So there are all the different strains that happen. And so every season we see what is most prevalent and we make a vaccine to those most common strains. But you can still get the flu from the other strains. Well, it could be the same for COVID. We may decide, okay, we have a vaccine for COVID, but then all of a sudden we realize that COVID itself can change and have 0.2s and 0.3s and 0.4s. Now we're still going to be chasing it. So, listen, I'm an optimistic guy. I know we're going to have a vaccine. I hope the vaccine is effective, but I'm also realistic. People should not think that this is going to be the end of it just because we have a vaccine. Can I uh, ask you something about the flu vaccination? I've heard over the years that, yeah, the strain changes every year, and the scientists try to figure out you know, which one it is, and that's how they determine what kind of stuff they're going to have for the flu shot. But I heard if uh, at least if you get the flu shot, it makes the symptoms a lot less, even if they didn't uh, accurately figure out uh, the exact strain of the flu. Is that true? That is 100% true. Okay, good. So maybe yeah. we got the same thing going on with uh, the COVID-19 vaccination eventually. You know, if, if that thing is moving around, at least it'll, it'll knock down your symptoms and, and you don't yes. completely suffer from it. Absolutely. The key is to prevent the symptoms from becoming so great that it affects your oxygenation, which leads you to go on a re respirator and ventilator because your lungs are so full of pneumonia and, and liquid and fluid that you can't breathe, you can't get oxygen in, so we got to have a machine breathe for you until it clears up. Right. So there are people, by the way, who go on a respirator who come off. Yeah. That's because the re respirator is buying time, you know, because the virus in a lot of cases, and most people, of course, as we know, are going to recover, by the way, but the virus will, over time, resolve. The infection will resolve. It's like the cold. Like, we don't have any treatment for the cold. You just got to bear it out until it's over, then you're over the cold, right? That's, yeah. Right. The viral viruses... Viral infections are self-resolving, not all of them. HIV is not one of them, but most common viral infections are self-resolving. So the idea is if we can keep people alive long enough for the virus to resolve itself before the organs fail, then people are going to be more successful. Wow. Unbelievable. But we're in it for a, a long time. That's for sure. Um, so what are some of the updates since the last time we talked? We're, we're talking more or less every two, three weeks. Um, is there any hope on the horizon? Any advancements? Where are we at? There's hope on the horizon for sure. I think that um, some places 
are noting that the uh, rate of transmission, that is how many newly infected people there are, that that is declining. This is what we want to see, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I think people are confused about the curve. We talk about the apex. Right. You know, everyone's trying to get to the apex. Governor Cuomo in New York, who's been great on this, talks about the battle at the mountaintop. Yeah. Um, and that is true. But what people are not talking about is the other side of the apex. Because the curve goes up and then it comes down. Yeah. It's the downslope that's also important. Because when you're in the downslope, yes, you're heading in the right direction, but there are still people who are infected, there are still people who are going to die, and there are still people who are asymptomatic, not showing symptoms, who can still infect others. And so we still have to be cautious on the downslope, because if we're not cautious, what will happen is the downslope will flatten out and will peak again, will go back up again. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to get uh, people to really respect. I think a lot of people are doing it now, by the way. We're trying to get people to really understand that shelter in place is going to get us down that backside much faster than some people deciding, some states still, by the way, don't have shelter in place. That's unbelievable. That it's unbelievable. Uh, then some states and some people saying, oh, I'm going to be okay, I'm not going to do anything. Those people, unfortunately, could make that curve go back up in the direction we don't want it to go. Right. But uh, it's finally to the point where I live or where I'm living these days where you go out in public because you have to. You know, you have to uh, hit the grocery store. You got to hit the drugstore every once in a while. We're really trying to make uh, our food last where we don't have to leave this house for two weeks. We're almost mm -hmm. there. And then I want to get to the point where we don't leave for three or four weeks. But when you're out there and you see uh, people walking around, everyone has it in their head. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like literally they're, they're doing the social distancing and everyone truly believes that any other person around them has this thing. Finally. Yes. Right. That's finally. the word, right? Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, people have been getting it. And you and I have been talking about this for weeks now. We've yeah. been telling people, guys, got to take this seriously. But, you know, I was in Target getting some food the other day, and the uh, it was amazing to see. Now, I was in Japan this past summer, right? Jesus. And one thing that was amazing about Japan, and this is obviously before all this was happening, yeah. but what was amazing was how orderly they are. Yeah. They, they line up at the subways. Like, literally, on the subway platform, yeah. they form a line to get on the cars. It's right. unbelievable. Right. And no one pushes, no one shoves, everyone's quiet and respectful. So that was an amazing thing for me. Now, it was weird yesterday. I was in Target. I felt like I was in Japan again. Everyone had on their mask. Yep. And everyone was waiting in line patiently and keeping track and making sure you're six feet apart. And when people were walking by each other, they were like, you know, you scoot out to the side to make sure you're not. Like, people were, it was just really good to see people trying their best to abide by these guidelines and that's going to make a difference i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm telling yeah. you I, that will make a difference I, I think uh well what i'm seeing is when you pass somebody everyone kind of turns their head <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so rude because i, I want to look at that person and go i don't have it do you have it <laughs> but everyone knows it in fact the lady yeah. yesterday um the cashier i don't do the i don't do cashiers when i when i can avoid it i try sure. to do the self-checkout sure but unfortunately the lady called me up and I felt bad, like to like wave her off. Yeah. So when I went up to her, I said, uh, "You're not going to touch my credit card, right?" She goes, "Nope." I said, "You're not going to touch my bag." She goes, "Nope." So it was fine. I said, and I said to her, "Listen, it's not personal." She goes, "No, no, I get it, I get, it, I get." It. I said, "Yeah, I, you know, but I just got to be extra careful." You know what I mean? I don't want to take stuff home to my family. Look, nothing, res nothing but respect for the cashiers and our our health professionals. But the cashiers are they have to be a lot of them have to be carrying this virus at this point. They're dealing with just way too many people. 
You know, I complained from the very beginning. I swear to you, I complained to my friends who are cashiers. So yeah. Yeah, we all go to stores and we know all these guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say to them, guys, you've got to wear masks and you've got to use gloves for your own protection. personal protection. Yeah. You are encountering thousands of people a day, yeah. random people from everywhere. Yeah. And your exposure is outrageous. Finally, by the way, after weeks, finally these stores have given their people masks. They've given them um, gloves. And some of the stores that are really good... They have sneeze guards up now. Oh, no. Uh, my supermarket has that. It's so strange to see. It's just a yeah, giant piece though. of plexiglass. Yeah. Yes. It's great because because if they are, hopefully they're not, but if they are positive and infectious, at least that's going to protect others in line and vice versa. Yeah. It's just it's the right way to go. Now, let me ask you this because uh, most people just aren't sure. I'm, I'm hearing this and that. Uh, I want to hear it from your mouth. So I have to leave and go to the supermarket. Walk me through exactly what I should be doing from leaving my house all the way back to my house with my groceries. Perfect. Okay, I'm glad you said this, by the way. So you should leave your house with gloves and a mask, any kind of mask. Obviously, the N95 is best, but whatever you have is a face covering. You need your gloves and your mask. When you get into your car, you do not need to wear your gloves. You do not need to wear your mask. When you get to the grocery store, put on your mask, put on your gloves, go out, Go into the store, pick up your groceries, do all your stuff, blah, blah, blah. When you come out of the store, before you get touch the car, you need to take off your gloves. And you need to take them off by touching the inside and pulling down. Right. Okay? That's very key. You, touch, you grab the inside of your gloves and pull it down. Okay? Now, once you do that, discard them or put them somewhere. Okay? Then you can Throw put them in the parking in lot. Well, I don't want to say that, but, but put them somewhere, okay? I'm, no, I'm just joking because my supermarket, it's littered with gloves. Everyone is throwing them in the parking lot. They don't even want to, like, uh, I don't know, find the garbage can because they just want to get home as, as soon as possible. Yeah, and so then once you put your grocery car in the car, then you can touch the car now. You want to touch the car with your bare hands. Don't, touch, don't use your glove to touch the car because you just used your gloves in the store. So don't right. do that. Right. And then once you get in the car, you can take your mask off. Put your mask on your on your um, on your visor, so uh, your, your dashboard, so you can uh, use it again. Because most of us have to reuse the mask because they're in short supply. Yeah. Now, when you get home, if there's something that you felt like was really exposed, uh, you know, for example, you know, let's say you bought a whole roll, a big bag of paper towels or toilet paper, and you don't need it right away, and you have a place where you can leave it, let it sit for a couple of days yeah i mean in, in the in the, the small chance very small chance that there is virus on it the virus has a half-life it's going to die right so if you have goods that are non-perishable that you don't need right away let them sit outside the house for a little while a couple yeah. of days yeah and then bring it in and then you're fine yeah I, i've been leaving everything in the car uh, mm -hmm. we're getting packages delivered like everybody else. And I, I look at my wife, we don't need any of this stuff in these boxes right now. Right. She goes, no, I'm like, let's just leave them outside. So we leave them mm -hmm. for like two or three days through rainstorms. Even, I mean, I'm just not touching those things. There was one thing in there. I don't want people confused. So you leave the supermarket with your gloves on. You should keep your gloves on until you get all your stuff back in the car. Obviously mm -hmm. then take the gloves off before you get in the passenger, uh, the driver's seat. Yeah, but you got to open your car without the gloves. So if you need, you could take one glove off. Okay. 
okay, and use that to open your car. But you don't want to touch the car handle or the, the, the trunk uh, relax, uh, latch button with the glove. You cannot do that. That's okay. called cross-contamination. Okay, gotcha. But So then how? So you got to put on new gloves to put all your groceries in your car, no? No, you can use what the if there's hand. What if there's something on the, on the groceries at that point? But, but use the gloved hand. Yeah, one Take hand. Take one glove off okay. and use the one use hand. Use the glove hand for the groceries gotcha. and then okay. go from there. Gotcha. Listen, it's never going to be a perfect system, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that. But what we're trying to do is at least reduce the chance and the likelihood that you could be cross-contaminating. But it's never going to be 100% perfect. 100% perfect is staying in your house and not going anywhere. I, uh, I go one stage further. I'm, I'm kind of like wiping down everything. I'll, I'll get back to my house and I'll wipe everything down as I'm taking it out of the car and I put it in my own, you know, uh, my own bag or whatever to get in the house. And I'm even taking some of the stuff out and putting it in Tupperware. Yes, I I'm, like it. I'm try- everything you're saying is what I do too. I'm, everything you're saying. I'm trying, Absolutely. man. Hey, Ian, hold for a sec. I, I do want to tell you about my friend who recovered from the coronavirus. But first, I got to talk about ExpressVPN. So we all know ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You could also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. We're all stuck at home and we're all running out of stuff to watch on Netflix. So this whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge Rick and Morty using Netflix France. That's right. Ha ha ha. And it's so simple, too. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to France, refresh Netflix, and that's it. You see, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You could choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you could go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. We're talking Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. ExpressVPN, ridiculously fast, too. There's never any buffering or lag, and it can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen wherever you are. Here's your call to action. If you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash opie, you could get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, please, if you can. You know, you know what I say. Watch what you want and protect yourself with ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash opie. Thanks, Ian. So uh, a couple episodes ago, a friend of mine who worked at, who still works at SiriusXM, he got the coronavirus. He wasn't tested officially, but he had all the symptoms. And he swears that the malaria drug helped him uh, knock down that that temperature immediately, and it got him on uh, the road of uh, recovery uh, uh, a lot quicker. He's a 44-year-old guy that's in pretty decent uh, shape. Yeah, listen, the, the drug treatment they're talking about, there is promise. There's no doubt about it. No one's not saying that there's not promise. Okay. What we have to be careful of is just because some people are reporting that it's effective for them, it does not necessarily mean that it's universally effective for everyone because we all respond differently to the drugs and we all respond differently to the, to the virus itself. And so everyone's saying, geez, we should flood the markets and give everyone who has it. Well, we're not there yet, okay. but 
you know, some, some doctors and hospitals are using it. It's more of a trial because it's not uh, approved for the, this purpose, obviously. But if you're in a position where your doctor thinks you may benefit from it, it needs to be administered by a doctor because these things have a lot of side effects. Some people have died from them. They've OD'd on them because they didn't know how much they should be taking. So if you are going to do it, by all means, please make sure that a healthcare professional is in charge of your dosing and they explain to you what some of the side effects you should be looking out for. And so in the event, you need to stop it immediately. Okay. And with that said, it's so weird because an email just came in right before I called you from my agent who I haven't heard from in a while. And I was wondering why. Hi, Ope. I hope you and the family are safe and doing well. I got sick, but thankfully came out of this intact. He's talking about the coronavirus. In the hospital, I was lucky to get the uh, Plaquenil on a Thursday night. The next morning, they were reading, uh, readying me Excuse me for a ventilator with a 103.5 fever. And a few hours later, I began to feel better. Uh, just want to say hi again and wish you the best. Let me know if you'd like to catch up. And he sent me the article. It says, coronavirus, can hydrochloroquine help with COVID-19 illness? Vero Beach patient says, yes. Uh, last week, my agent and his wife, uh, I don't want to say their names, even though it's in this article, made sure their wills were up to date. Uh, ill at Cleveland Clinic, Indiana River Hospital Thursday night and awaiting results of a COVID-19 test after feel, feeling poorly for about two weeks. I knew they were preparing me for ICU and probably a ventilator. Let's see. Wow. The odds were wow. not good, he says. A fit former nationally ranked college tennis player and former senior vice president of programming for ABC Radio. Would he get moved on to a ventilator or try a unapproved COVID-19 uh, uh, drug? My agent, he broke his neck bicycling, by the way. Two vertebrae in his neck, and he was paralyzed for like two hours and came out of it. Uh, yeah, I know. Let me see. Uh, ba -ba uh, he had been diagnosed with pneumonia at a walk-in clinic, and Thursday morning he felt so bad, bad he had to check himself into the hospital. By nightfall, he said Posca, the doctor, talked about the pros and cons of treating him with hydrochloroquine, also now known as Plaquenil, uh, right? It's mm -hmm. used for treating uh, lupus, arthritis, and malaria. I'm just trying to scam, uh, skim through this article really fast. Sorry. The past few weeks, it's been touted by President Trump as promised for battling the uh, coronavirus. Thursday, though, uh, he put his trust in the doctor, not the FDA, which only Sunday authorized emergency use of the hydrochloroquine to combat COVID-19 under specific conditions and for the most severe cases. Uh, my agent says, I knew there was internal debate about whether to put me on the Plaquenil, noting the doctor answered all his questions. I had no hesitation. I told him my trust is with you. Friday morning, though, things were worse, but um, he his temperature peaked at 103.5 degrees. Uh, on the phone, he said that him and his wife were saying goodbye to one another, and my kids were too saying goodbye. Mm. But the Plaquenil mm. was working in, in my system. The luck of the timing is what made the difference. Uh, by wow. Friday night, there was no more ventilator. Uh, he said by Saturday, he began to feel better. On Monday, the day he got his positive COVID-19 test back, he headed home day by day. I feel a little bit, a bit better. I just hope I could keep getting stronger and not get exposed again. Well, you know what? This is a great outcome. And um, it's likely, obviously, that the drug had a positive effect uh, on him. And we hope that others will experience the same thing. And I think that now that the medical community, listen, in an ideal world, we'd prefer to have this thing tested and the scientific studies 
uh, with a good number of, of test cases, but we're not dealing in the regular world, ideal world. We're dealing in an emergency situation. And uh, one thing is right is that when you're in an emergency like this, uh, you really do have to kind of uh, play by a different set of rules, right? I mean, yeah. the rules don't apply anymore. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that we still don't need to follow some type of scientific protocol to make sure we're not doing more uh, harm than good. But, you know, I think more doctors are going to use it now, but they just have to use it judiciously. And that's what you have to rely. Like he said, you got to rely on your doctors, right? right? You don't rely on politicians. You don't rely on government officials. They're not the ones. You need your healthcare worker to tell you exactly what the situation is. Yeah, it sounded like he was in bad shape and he started to think, this is it for me. And at that point, why not? I mean, that's where I do agree with Trump. I think he's... I think he's got to be careful with what he's saying at these press conferences. But if you're in a situation where it's looking really grim and they're going to put you on a ventilator and you're not in the best shape and, you know, my agent is in great shape, but he's on the older side. You know, at that point, I, I do agree with Trump. Uh, you know, why not? I mean, it's either that or hope that the ventilator is going to work. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that I listen, I think it's all messaging. It's, yeah, it's how you say it and the way you say it. Right. Yeah. And the way you just articulated it, which is, listen, if you're really heading down a path really fast and it's a runaway train and there's nothing that can stop this train, throw anything at it, right? You throw anything at it try to stop the train. I think, I think that is fine. What you can't do, though, is you can't make people believe and tout that this for sure, for sure, is going to work and for sure is going to be safe. We don't know that, right? Yeah. Some, some people, it may not work. And what you don't want to do, you don't want to get people upset you know, thinking that, oh, all my loved one has to do now is take this medication and they're going to be cured and, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, I think it's all about messaging and how you message the point. I mean, to dumb it down, you just got to be very, very careful and it's got to be case-by-case basis. But I like the fact that there might be a little hope uh, with with this with that, that drug and some drug uh, combinations. I mean, my agent swears by it. He swears that he was in deep trouble. And that got him out of it. So, but you're calling also because you got a book out, Doctor Ian Smith, another one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh my man. God. Well, this new book is, is very timely. Actually, it's called Mind Over Weight. Yeah, um, and it's all about the psychology part of trying to eat better and exercise and motivation. I mean, you know, listen, I've written a lot of diet books, as you know, but there are a lot of great diet books out there. But one thing I have learned from all of my years of being in this in this space is that. If people don't have their mind right before they begin a program, then their chances of succeeding are extremely diminished. Yes. And so for years, by the way, I've been wanting to write this book because I feel like if people are armed, which and it's not a lot, by the way, it's seven chapters, but if people are armed with some of the basics, how do you find your motivation? How do you keep your motivation? How do you curb those cravings that come on at last minute and you have nowhere to go? How do you boost your own confidence? How do you control your environment? How do you fix your relationship to food to stop stress eating, to stop eating when it's just like casual eating because mindless eating, you don't have anything else to do, bored eating. So this book really addresses all these issues for people. I've had some people who have followed the book before it came out, uh, and they accelerated their weight loss because it taught them how to set their goals, right? Too many people have unrealistic goals. They want to lose 20 pounds in a month. That's unrealistic. So, you know, here they are doing well on the program, but because they set a goal for 20 pounds in a month and they've only reached 10, they think they failed. Yeah. Are, and you succeeded. So yeah. they throw away the diet plan and they start diet shopping again. So the book really helps people. It breaks down 
How do you set your goals correctly? And how do you find the right plan? People say, oh, I'm doing keto because they heard that someone else is doing keto. I'm doing this because of this. Listen, every plan does not work for everyone, right? You've got to find the right plan that works for you. And so the book helps you figure out what things in the plan you need to look for to make sure it's the right one for you. Uh, I've seen it a million times, and I'm, certainly you have. Uh, you, you set a goal for yourself, 20, 25 pounds, I want to lose that. And as soon as you lose the 20 or 25 pounds, you think you're good and you go right back to your your old ways because you, uh, like you just uh, described there, you, you didn't learn anything. So my, my thought is no matter what um, book you follow, and hopefully it's uh, your books because you've been very successful with those, um, my thing is always pay attention as you're going through the process of losing that 20 or 25 pounds. Pay attention to what you like uh, with these new meals, you know, uh, where it's healthy and tastes good and, and take note of that. So maybe if you fall off the diet, at least you start remembering all those those meals that were tasty and healthy for you. So you don't go back to those cheeseburgers right away, right after you lose the 25 pounds. Exactly. And that's why it's so important. And the people who, by the way, who are successful at losing weight and keeping most of it all off are those people who have their mind right. So even if, you know, people lose, I lost 25 pounds or 30 pounds, they don't say to me, but I gained half of it back. Right. Well, that's probably because even though they lost that weight, they didn't make the mind shift, right? They didn't didn't twist uh, enough in the mental category to be able to say, I know I'm going to have some dark days. I know I'm going to go on vacation. I know I'm not going to be perfect, but I can still get through it. People who have that right mind shift, that little twist I talk about, they're able to weather any type of difficulty that comes. But those who don't have the, that twist, unfortunately, they, go back, they revert back to old eating habits. They gain the weight back. They get disappointed, slightly depressed, and now they're back to square one again. And I think that with my book, Mind Over Weight, what I'm trying to say to people is, hey, if we get this right and you can get this together, you'll fight and win any battle you want down the road because your mind will take you through it all. Yeah, absolutely. But the problem is with this pandemic and us all staying at home, man, I mean, how many times are we going to the fridge or the cupboards because out of boredom almost because we're stuck in the house all these hours? Well, yeah. Well, there's one whole chapter that talks about how to build a winning environment, right? Yeah. And the other chapter chapter talks about stress eating so you know stress eating is common because guess what you're home um you're bored you're uncertain about the future you're frustrated so what do you do reach for a bag of chips you reach for you know some cakes some cookies so there's a whole chapter that deals with some swap outs if you have a sweet um you know craving or you have a salty or savory craving what can you swap out for so that even though you're still going to eat and you're going to satisfy that craving, you're not going to load yourself up with a whole bunch of fat and sugar and calories that are just going to cause you to gain weight. So I address all that in the book because I think that's really instrumental now that we're all sheltered in place. Well, and the other thing, is, which I'm learning through another program, I'm, I'm becoming more and more spiritual. It's like when you have that craving to, you know, to do some of that stress eating or comfort eating, just be with that feeling that you're having for a moment or two and don't jump. As soon as you get the feeling, most people are like, I got to go and get the ice cream or I got to go get the potato chips. And a, a lot of uh, spiritual leaders w- would say that you should you should be in the moment of that feeling you're having and and focus on it and see if you could get it to pass on your own before you you know just can't help yourself anymore. And then if it gets to the point where you can't help yourself anymore, then... You, you know, you obviously do some of the things you're saying there where you. Where, Wait, where did you hear this? That's good stuff, right? 
It's absolutely correct. Well, no, oh, I'm not kidding you. That is so on point right now. Be- let me t- real fast because I know we got to go. Let me tell you why that's so on point. Yeah. Because cravings are different than hunger. Right. Okay. Right. Hunger is a purely physiological. Your body needs fuel, whereas cravings are a desire that's transient that will go away if you can outlast it. So in the book, I explain. Hunger is like when you get into your car and your oil light comes on, right? Yeah. Because you need oil. And no matter how many times you turn that car off and back on, that oil light will still come on until you put oil in it. That's hunger. Yeah. Cravings are when you get into the car and the dashboard says, hey, do you want to collect, uh, connect your Bluetooth? And you don't answer that prompt. Eventually, that prompt goes away on its own. That is what cravings are. So as you describe it, you're correct. You have to be in the moment and understand where you are. That craving is something that will go away, and I teach you in the book how to help it go away and how to be distracted while it's happening because once you outlast it, you're good. Well, I'll even break it down further to really impress you. So hunger is more your being, and cravings is more feeding your ego. Man, (laughs) who wrote the book? You or me? (laughs) Come on, dude. Let me have some some shine in my life. No, that that's the uh, that's the lesson I learned from Eckhart Tolle. Oh yes, the power yes, of nice. the power of now. But uh, yes. I, I I mean, you know, I kind of joke about it on the podcast, but I'm dead serious about it. And you know, I don't mind showing other parts of my personality these days. And now that I'm older and not as shock jockey ish, <laughs> but I, I listen to Super Soul Sunday, Oprah Winfrey's podcast, and it's fantastic. And uh, I just went through a ten part series with Eckhart Tolle. And, well, uh, I got to say that the old O yeah. would not have given me what you just gave me, by the way. So, Well, it was always, uh, it was, I'll be honest, Dr. Ian Smith, it was always in me, and my dad used to get pissed off at me. He loved my radio show, don't get me wrong. He loved when I was uh, a big-time shock jock with Anthony. He loved, uh, he loved it all, you know? Um, and he died in 2004 where I was still pretty much a shock jock. And he always would uh, sit me down and say, you know, Greg, I, I, I absolutely love what you do on the radio. You really know what you're doing and you're talented and, you know, you know how to build an audience and stuff. He goes, but I don't understand why you don't show that other side of your personality. You know, the, the kinder, gentler, nicer person. And I'm like, ah, I think it's boring, Dad. You know, I think people really want to just see girls topless and do all that crazy stuff. And he's like... Don't ever let that part of your personality go and realize that that side of you is very powerful as well. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, when he died, something uh, clicked in me and also meeting my wife where I started to get brave enough to step out and, and show that other side of me. So. I just I just needed to add that I was yeah. this was always in me, but I, I, I was too scared to like uh, push it forward and present it to people. Guess what? I love it, dude. I mean, I love all I love you. I love old and new, but I this is awesome, man. I love the evolution, you know, or at least the the revelation. I love you revealing this party is awesome. Oh, right on, man. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, it, it's hard, though. I mean, I'm doing a lot of smoothies every day, a lot of kale and, and spinach and beets with a little orange juice for for flavor. 
and bananas and uh, what else am I doing? Blueberries. Every day I'm making smoothies for the for the kids and myself. So I'm trying. Jeez, I love it. I'm trying. Hey, do me a favor. Let people know. Well, you. I'd love, I want people to know that if they want to do a two-week plan, I got a little shelter-in-place plan that's free on my Instagram. Okay. Uh, so just follow me at Dr. Ian Smith. Spell the doctor out. Right. I-A-N Smith. And my website is doctor, spelled out, iansmith.com. But I just want to encourage people to really – Take advantage of this time with your family. Yep. If you're by yourself, reconnect with yourself. Honestly, hit the reset button. The universe is giving us this time. I know there's a lot of pain and suffering and uncertainty, but listen, let's make the most out of it. Uh, hey, don't gain weight while we're sheltered in place. Let's lose some weight. And so I think mind over weight will really help people register the thing that they have been missing. Um, I think it's going to be a game changer for a lot of people because they've had the right diet plan or a good diet plan. They've had good exercise plans. I don't think people had their mind in the right space, and I hope this can help. Yeah, and, and also find out find a, a workout uh, app. Uh, I don't know if you're in the workout app uh, business these days, but uh, you know, find one of those too. They only yeah, I got one, Doctor he... Ian's World. Oh, for real? Place. Yeah, it's called Doctor Ian's World. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Hundred different exercises, nutrition plans. It's really cool. Is it actual workouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's workouts. Yeah, videos you can follow along with Doctor Dr. Dr. Ian's World, yeah. I, I'm with another program there, Dr. Ian Smith, that I'll, I won't name now. Okay. <laughs> no, I want to, honestly, I want to try your program for real because, you know, it's good to mix it up too, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link to it, okay, for sure. Hey, be safe, man. I love, I love that you guys are hunkered in and you're making the most of it and adjusting and, you know, you being safe means you're, you're keeping others safe, which is the most important. We're all in this together. No one's more important. Nobody has bigger priorities. No one, unless you have someone who's died, no one's getting hit more than the other. Everyone's suffering, by the way, financially, yeah. emotionally, inconvenience-wise. So, you know, it's not about, oh, I'm having it tougher than you. It's Listen, we're all in this together. Let's get through it like we got through 9-11, and we'll be better and stronger for it. I, I hope humanity's better and stronger on the other side of this. I mean, there's a Me very, too. very good opportunity here. We'll, we'll see what happens on the other side. But uh, Dr. Ian Smith, thank you so much, buddy. All right, man. Let's talk soon, man. Much love to you. I'm right back at you. All right. See ya.